You're listening to Bits and Pieces on Sunrise Robot. We thrive on the support of our listeners, so please check out sunriserobot.net slash support to see some ways to help us out. It's episode 60, and I'm sitting here with my good friend Benny. So no Mike today. Mike is, uh, so this weekend we're recording. He's uh, at San Diego Comic Con, although that has just ended. So let's all welcome with a big applause yeah, from home, from our Benny. Hi there. Glad to be here. It's just great to be able to once again record an episode without any latency, without having to wait for audio signals to cross the ocean. Yeah, face-to-face conversations do have some advantages. Definitely. Just to uh, explain to listeners who haven't heard an episode before where you have guested, which has definitely happened before twice, I believe. I think twice, yes. You've been once, you've been the guest, and then you've been the guest host once. Uh, exactly. Um, so we have deep history. Um, <laughs> we go back very far by about four years. Is it four years now? Uh, yeah. If, if you want to re- recap that now. Yeah. I, um, so we played in the band, uh, for a very long time. Um, we recruited you as our bassist. Um, yeah, I showed up in the rehearsal room in December of yeah. 2000. 11 randomly showed up uninvited he was we were just there with the bass guitar and we thought like hey, i always might as well like i always do yeah <laughs> yeah uh played a lot of gigs wrote a lot of songs then i left the band we talked about this and i think that was the podcast we did after yep. i left the band so the last one we don't have to go into that history again and so actually what i wanted to start with is a little bit of catching up with the benjamins um what are you up to? What are you doing? Um, what are your projects? I'm I'm surprisingly still playing bass uh, in in the exact same band that you left. Still four strings on the bass guitar. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, you have to be consistent in these things, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, Salt the Skies is doing uh, quite well given the circumstances. We um, we tried different ways to 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 go on, and we decided to drop most of the old uh, repertoire, the old songs, and start to write new stuff. Um, we uh, currently we are experimenting with using two basses, oh. one lead bass and one rhythm bass, and one guitar and and drums and maybe some keyboards. Um, it it's and vocals uh, uh, vocals, but I I. Uh, right now, um, I'm at the point where I'd say I could even drop the vocals to- uh, huh. completely, but I think they will remain as part of the, mm-hmm. the ensemble. Um, and um, what's what's uh, most important for me right now is that I'm actually now a singer and a guitarist in a band, <laughs> which is completely insane if if uh, from my perspective, because I've never. I've never seen myself as a singer at all. And I only started guitar to uh, do something in music and then switched over to bass guitar very early. And the guitar was always my my second instrument uh, that I, I played. Mistress. Yeah, kind of. Um, uh, I treated her well, <laughs> but um, she never played a big part. And, and <laughs> now suddenly, all of a sudden, she does. And the thing about being a singer is feels very weird to me still 
and I uh, I have recorded one or two songs now um, with my other band that I'm playing in, and it's it's completely different to yeah. a different approach. And that's what I wanted to find out. Like, um, I mean, you know, I play lots of different in different instruments, and in Salt Disguise, I sometimes switch to the drums. Um, with the astray i mean i did a lot of keyboard and all that stuff but it's like i never really had that one role where i felt like okay this is now the thing i concentrate on so now that for years you you've been the bassist the de facto bassist and then you switch to a completely different role like and how how is it really different like what are the 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 mind changes you have to go through when you're like okay now i'm not just the bassist now i'm here the guitarist and singer like do you could play completely differently because i know you have a very distinct style of playing the bass does that translate to the guitar do you play it like completely like like a different person like or does your stage presence change in any way um i i think so yes i um i do hope that i will take some of the bass playing into the guitar playing when i um We we are right now we are doing uh, cover songs from from eighties post punk bands Joy Division um, the Sound you name it um, so so it's right right now it it doesn't influence me at all because I don't write songs my, uh, myself and I'm just covering stuff yeah um, but I I um, I already feel that mm -hmm. I I have a very distinctive way of of using the bass. Of misusing the bass, so to speak, <laughs> and I think that will pour over to the guitar because I uh, use a lot of techniques that are non um, <laughs> unorthodox. That's what she means. Yeah, unorthodox play uh, style of play, um, and I think that will move over to the guitar yeah. when we start writing songs. Um, and the biggest impact is definitely the fact that I'm. Both the singer and the guitarist. I I always was the bassist. I had never had to concentrate on two things at once. <laughs> um, hey, you played some chords every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but um, doing doing this also and singing yeah. at the same time is, is feels very weird to me. And I know that you never had a problem doing this, um, or um, I, it always looked like it, it came naturally to you. But to me, it doesn't, and um, it's it's incredibly hard to 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 it is hard to play riffs and <laughs> and not not just chords, uh, but but certain riffs and and singing along to that. Yes, it's, it's it mostly comes down to the rhythm, like the really hard things that I also really definitely had problems with. Where when my guitar part had a very different rhythm to the vocals, and uh, it's not like I. Uh, th there are songs where the singing was like all whole notes, like I was stretching the notes out. That's not hard. But once you have like two completely different rhythms that like are syncopated, I definitely had to sit down and learn that. It's not like I was, oh, let me just play that. Um, but I guess it really came down to, yeah, I mean, years of practice, like everything else probably does with music. So, yeah, you will definitely get there it's uh, it will be interesting to see then when you start writing your own songs how that will impact your guitar writing because that's the point where i never made a compromise i never said i wanted i i never simplified a guitar part um because i had to sing over it i was like no i i have to sit down and learn this now no compromises here um 
that that will be interesting because that it can be hard yeah but um it's very rewarding it's i think one of the most rewarding things um i mean you know most of my music making is always about doing the m most stuff at once as like as possible though i sometimes try to relax and not do that but i, I always <laughs> fail at it uh yeah i think um for the for the first part i will try to do singing and guitar playing and not over <laughs> over exhaust myself yeah. exhaust myself um yeah but uh, as i said it's it's a very strange experience to be the singer um also because uh i am now the center of the band where everyone is looking at yeah. um i'm i'm not at all concerned with being in the focus of the audience i'm i'm I have no problem with that. I'm very confident on stage, but given the task I have, is it's it's completely different. Uh, as a bass player, you can fuck stuff up, yeah. but and, and people won't notice, especially Unless if it's you me because I always needed your bass for my yeah, melodies. Yeah, in, <laughs> right. That's that, it, it. Was always a bit special yeah. in that way, but but yeah, I know what you mean. In, in, the audience usually only notice even when even the bass even isn't there. even as a guitar player, if you miss some notes uh, or, or don't hit them the way yeah. they're supposed to hit be hit, it's it's people won't notice. But if your voice cracks in the middle of a sentence oh, yeah. or a verse or If if you way out of tune and you struggle to find the tune right in the middle of a song, that's what people notice. Yes. Even people who never played an instrument at completely uneducated music will notice if you if you sing singing is flat. Yeah. And that's 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 kind of a big deal to me. It's it's pressure because especially because I'm uh I've never been a singer and I want to, you know, prove that I can do that. Um, in regards to that, I, I always had a plan B or plan C even for my vocal melodies where I knew like, oh, the, these could be on the edge of what I'm able to do in a live situation after like six songs in a smoky room with no water. Uh, like, um, I always had for a lot of parts, um, especially in, in the lonely astronaut, um, lots of high singing, a bit of falsetto. I always had another way to sing the melody in, like to fall back on like that is really really helpful and i i mean i always played the songs a little differently when we rehearsed them just to figure out hey maybe that's a good idea maybe that's another but mostly it was like okay now i know i can also do this in case the other thing doesn't work out and that really helps so uh always always some way of, of singing the song um so i know you have an upcoming gig Uh, have you played any gigs in recent time? Because I know with Salt Skies, you are still in the songwriting phase, so obviously you're not playing live, but with the other band? Um, the other band, uh, its name is No Love Lost, mm -hmm. named after the uh, Warsaw Joy Division, Joy Division song, for obvious reasons. Um, on the 6th of August, we'll be playing our first official gig, like public one. Uh Uh, we uh, did play a small gig uh, at my birthday party, um, which was the first time that we performed in front of anyone. Uh, How was it on a scale from train wreck to best thing ever? Uh, maybe having a beer with John Goodman in a cozy bar. Oh. So 
not that bad actually um i we, we recorded the stuff on on video and on uh, and with a microphone and why haven't i seen that yet i don't know um we could probably do that afterwards all right cool there are some songs in the set that i really like i mean the the way we performed it and i'm pretty proud of myself and about uh, and and of the whole band um but there are definitely things to be improved but but it's part of the process <laughs> yeah, you know it's 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 uh actually a pretty cool way to play in front of people uh and not playing in front of a whole public audience so you can just reflect on yourself and and on your performance um one thing i noticed about myself is that i tend to i sound like i'm out of breath in in some ways i'm i'm not i can even uh, uh, i can even push it further but it sounds like i'm out of breath uh -huh. because i tend to stop singing and mute myself at the end of a of a line uh -huh. and it sounds like i would i would <gasps> I would uh, I would just stop singing because I'm out of breath, but like I'm not a natural noise noise case. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Um, partly, probably because I um, also play the guitar and I'm concentrating uh, on on the part on the guitar yeah. that that comes next after I, I'm done with my line. Yeah, makes sense. I, I know. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, this that definitely happens sometimes. Yeah. So that the was practice. Uh, quite quite an interesting thing to to see myself doing and, yeah. and to hear myself doing but um as a whole the set was pretty solid and um yeah i'm pretty confident that we're gonna pull the next one off nice when is the gig again on the 6th of august in in the uh altes kino bottrop ah. the old cinema in bottrop so far german listeners in the area which i believe we do have some Not necessarily in the area, but German listeners. It's Bottrop is come by. It's nice. Just to hop nice. away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we 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 uh, will be playing with two uh, other bands. Um, one of them is is absolutely hilarious uh, in terms of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Three old men that are in, completely insane in the way of making music. Uh, they they sound like a post punk goth band at first, but then go over to some grunge and and post-punk, post-rock, experimental stuff. Uh, pretty weird, but nice guys. And hopefully more on the experience side, so no uh, struggles backstage, the kinds we know from other gigs. Nah, <laughs> I, I think we'll be fine. All right. Any equipment sharing that's already a problem? No, it's, oh. it's, it's all going pretty smooth actually no um, i'm always looking for the uh struggles for the reasons why i'm not doing live gigs anymore <laughs> so and being musician playing live is one side um so you're probably not right now in the process of recording anything with any of the two bands but um what we, we talked about um purchasing habits and they had a state of the music industry which is something you Yeah, I think we need 100 podcast episodes to really cover that. But um, recently we talked again about like the price of music, what streaming services pay them, uh, pay musicians or labels or what labels forward to the um, musicians. And I, I kind of had the, not the theory, but um, the point that it only, it doesn't only really lie with the streaming services. They are just fulfilling a wish from the consumers who don't want to 
pay for stuff if they don't have to. Like that was my whole argument. If you can get it for free or for a cheap price, obviously. And I, I include myself in that. I explained how like I pay only five euros for, um, for Spotify as because I have a student account, but also then on the side, I pay for artists music like I still pay for it extra, even if I can stream it because I want to support some of them. So I just wanted to like, what, what do you do? I know you use Spotify or you have Spotify. So obviously you stream, but what do you still pay for? I, uh, I think we talked about it when I was your guest host last time. But things uh, change. But she, yeah, yeah. Especially my mindset changed about that. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I came to the conclusion that, Really, do we need music industry as an industry at all? Uh, I've come to the point where I fail to fail to acknowledge the fact that there must be an industry uh, connected to music at all. Um, I, I uh, usually purchase music um, on set, so to speak. If I if I um, go to a gig, then I will probably purchase music or uh merchandise or both depending on how good the gig was and how, how much like i like the band but um i think my main way of supporting musicians i like is to go to their gigs and to purchase stuff from them yeah locally and if i can't do that because there's nothing available no no gigs uh, no no venues then i will go to uh sites like bandcamp and mm -hmm. maybe purchase a couple of songs or maybe an album um And if I really love a band, I will go to the process of ordering an actually actual physical album. But it's very rare. I think I haven't done this in two years. Most of what you just explained sounds like it's targeted towards more like the indie musician or the small scale artist. Or, or do you also include like the bigger stars? That depends on how how million dollar uh, mansions. That depends on how you set the scale. I mean, I I. I From from a Warner Brothers music perspective, uh, I haven't attended to a main a big venue in in my, my entire life. Or oh, probably the biggest one I have attended to was um, the Cure in 2000 and what uh, maybe 2008. Yeah, it was the last really big one but that I went then, to. But even then, the Cure is a band where I would say that a label like Alternative really also still fits where like a band like Nickelback who would call themselves <laughs> alternative rock is an alternative. They're still mainstream, but like that, that's still like in this niche of, yeah, they're a little indie, they're a little punk, they're a little yeah, outside the realm of, uh, yeah, the big music industry that keeps complaining and complaining and complaining. But this doesn't change the fact that in my opinion, it's not necessary to, buy music on a large scale it's not necessary to buy uh cds at all anymore i think the the cd and even blu-ray are completely outdated um they are like an anachronism they are just there because they have been there for something had to be there for decades yeah, yeah. um and I, I I don't even feel I, i don't feel obligated to buy anything from an artist just because i want to dip into that um I, i i should feel free i should be able to listen to stuff without paying just to get to know it that's basically also my reason like and, I, i don't pay for stuff that i only listen to once but yes. if i do come back like that's the point where i think like okay what's the value of this to me exactly 
And I don't want an industry in the back of the musicians telling them you have to sell stuff to yeah. be successful. Um, you have to sell stuff and you have to market the stuff and you have to write songs that I can sell for you so yeah. you can get money. This is not the way I think should things should go get going. I mean, everything else is just... Maybe I'm a bit naive because my living doesn't depend on making music. That's what I want And to get to, yeah. This is the discussions that, that, that's exactly the core of it all. Is it necessary for musicians to make a living from their music, from their music or should music be something that you do besides yeah. your, your job? Yeah. Um, and I would be fine with that. If, if people make music in their free time as a hobby and don't depend on it, um, from a, from a, economical point of view i would mostly agree but i also see a definite advantage in being able to put everything you get got into music like full time um because i found with me that in times where i really do the music only on the side and don't invest like a full month in making music i mean of course i still also work uh but There are times where I see like my work where making a living is the thing on the side and music is the main project. And when it flips around, I definitely notice a different kind of approach and sometimes also quality in muse in my music. And so I would say that probably for a lot of artists, um, they need to be able to invest a lot in there. Otherwise the product wouldn't turn out great. Um, take, Any band that really puts a lot of work in their details, like Daft Punk, the latest Daft Punk album, like this whole production, like every detail, how they probably spent a week only on one vocalizer patch, like you can't do that on the side. So there are still, I would say, points where artists would need that. But then it's the question of should you finance yourself in a way that, okay, so you build up some savings and then you can spend a year doing that because you have enough to live off from Or uh, do you then, again, handle that like a company? But then we're basically back to labels. So um, not everybody approaches music the same way. We can we can be that naive and say, yeah, I mean, we got we got our actual jobs, not in a demeaning way, like actual jobs, but we got our <laughs> jobs and we do music on the side. It's a hobby. We, our goal is not to be big and famous and live off of that. But I would say that I don't want to barf people from being able to live that and achieve that. It's just that the whole infrastructure doesn't really lend itself to that anymore as much as it probably was. But I'm not sure about that because I wasn't involved in the music industry 15 years ago. So I don't know how it really was 15 years ago. Um, yeah, but just, um, yeah, the, the, the thing about time, I think there should be a way to be able to put enough time in there but i would say the way forward is models like patreon kickstarter or all those crowdfunding sites where if you have a vision if you have a project and you have something to show for it like hey this is the kind of stuff i make and i want to make a full-length album and i want to spend a lot of time on this if you can mobilize enough people they will finance you and basically as a pre-order and that could be a way to do it i really like all these new crowdfunding uh Uh, models of yeah beat kickstarter or patreon where it's like more of a subscription model even bandcamp now has subscription models so i would definitely see a way in there and let's be honest music tech has gotten cheap enough that you don't have to have the ten thousand dollar music studio to produce good sounding music 
course, it's great to have. It will definitely make the product better. But um, yeah, it's those last, I'd say, 5% that to most people wouldn't matter enough to say like Studio has to be 10 times as expensive now. I would completely agree with what you said about uh, like crowdfunding Patreon and stuff. Uh, I think that's the way to go because it relieves the the artist, the musician from the pressure being being involved in any kind of contract with big studios and big big uh, companies, but also giving them a way to present their stuff first and then getting response from the audience by the actual money they they spend on on the product. And the second thing is that in a way, um, I think the time that you invest in in making music um, does probably always influence the the outcome um, but at at the at the core at the center of it um, I think it's the ideas that people have that count and this is what uh, eventually leads to stuff I can work with the 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 fine tuning the refining process that's what takes time the ideas should come naturally but the fine tuning and the the work on 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 the the stuff that's what takes the time um i think it's possible to do all that while having a main job um because everyone can decide how much time uh you want to invest even in your job uh it's it's i wouldn't we, say everybody can do that it's yeah but but these people that couldn't uh, they won't be able to do that even if ah uh, yeah yeah, the circumstances would be different. <laughs> That's the point. Making music for a living sounds like this is the only way of supporting yourself, of supporting your life standard. Um, and I think in most cases, um, this was never the case. Most bands, most artists in in the history of modern pop music have uh, have had jobs on the side, have worked uh, as waiters or mailroom clerks, whatever, just to support what they were doing and um making a living of music doesn't involve in in, in my way of thinking doesn't mean get rich by yeah. making music just to to get by to yeah. get by exactly and i think this is totally manageable with a bit of music and a bit of a job on the side uh, yeah, basically it, music is just your second job yeah you do yeah. by yourself and um this this is like the balance between being creative being able to be creative and being able to work with uh, the stuff you make and uh, not starve to death. And I think it's this is manageable. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Yeah. And basically that's the way we are just doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Uh, another topic I wanted to get into is um, I have sometimes artists, but I only really bring up one today, um, where I'm in some way fascinated by them. Uh, sometimes just by their mere existence or just the music that's produced and there's a lot of hype around them and I kind of understand it, but at the same time, I just can't get into them. I just can't listen to the music. I just, every once in a while, I uh, I, I explained that before the show, like uh, we pretty often go to a buffet and every once in a while I, I grab some stuff where I'm like, now nah, let's just put that on a plate. I don't know. I last time I didn't really like it, but let's give another shot. And I eat it and it's like, nah, all right, let's not do that again. And I like one month later I'll try it again. Like heroin. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you stick with once you try. Uh so my example here would be death grips and um I'll fade in very No, I'll I'll just play a very short clip of them here and then I'll I'll explain why. Imagine. 
The sound is just very, the production and the overall sound is very fascinating to me. Like you have got this, um, it's punk in there, there's rap in there, there's hardcore in there, there's electronic stuff in there, and it sounds also raw, and I don't like it. But at the same time, I'm really fascinated by it, and I, 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 so far I haven't been able to listen to more than two songs in a row, ever. And every time they release a new album, and they release them pretty frequently, I, I read a lot of threads about them, and Pitchfork reports about them, it's like, alright, another Death Grips album, let's give it a try. No, still not for me. And it's just like, I don't get an entrance in there, but I, I also don't want to force myself to like them, but obviously there's something there that fascinates me. Do you have any experiences like that with other artists or do you, or did you just listen to Death Grips and say like, Hey, that, that's cool. I like that. And like no problems to get like, or did you just don't like them at all? And well, know? I, I think I can, um, I understand the points you you just mentioned um, that should be fascinating about them, but um, I think the genres that are in there just don't appeal to me yeah. at all. So, so I don't have this this uh, internal conflict. <laughs> so I, I just don't mind them. But I uh, I actually have a lot of examples for that. Coming from goth and post punk, um, there's always this band that does completely weird stuff and and it's hard to 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 get into um i have band i i i have some bands that i just forced myself to listen to over and over again and i finally started to like them and and the way they wrote songs and they created an atmosphere just started to appeal to me and now i like them um one band that where that didn't work is uh, boren and the club of gore which sounds like an insane death black metal combo yeah. that just shout in your face how they murder <laughs> hamsters or stuff like that. But um, if you listen to them, it's actually really smooth. Maybe we just... Well, let's, let's have a little quick listen to it. Give them. a try. Yeah, that that sounded smooth. <laughs> yeah, the point is that this band, I, I have never made it through an entire album um, because it's so incredibly boring. <laughs> it's the 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 instruments. The choice of in instruments is great. I love the saxophone uh, in combination with this gloomy, eerie atmosphere they create, and I can see this as like the background of a horror movie soundtrack, something like that. But as music that you actively listen to it's incredibly boring and i it always keeps me on the edge i always expect something like a big explosion of instruments like so, like some post post uh, rock bands do you know they just they, something to grab your attention they build up the tension yeah. and then you, they smash you in the face with heavy <laughs> guitars and stuff like that and you always expect that the, uh, during the whole album you expect now now it's coming now it's coming and it doesn't it, it's it's not They always disappoint you by not Doing relieving the tension uh, they yeah. build up, and and this blue balls the band. Yeah, I like that, and it's it's incredibly boring. Uh, I like them very much in the way they do things, but I can't make it through a yeah. whole album. <laughs> I think that's the point. Like it's 
it's more background music to you. So maybe if it's just in the background and you don't really notice it, you'll get through an album. I feel the same way a lot about a lot of electronic artists, especially in the uh, IDM scene, uh, intelligent dance music. Things like Arteca or um, some played albums. Like I really, it's I'm fascinated by their production, but I at the same time I really can't stand them, uh, but I still listen to them. It's it's kind of love hate relationship, <laughs> and maybe that's things that we have as musicians because we we at least in part know how these things are done. We can value them in the technical way or the composition and. We know they; those are not people who are idiots who just slam their hands on the keyboard and this stuff comes out. We know there is something behind that. It's just we don't like it. Yeah, uh, classical music comes to mind for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always been fascinated fascinated with uh, some classical artists, but it's I, I never gotten to like it. It doesn't work for me, right. even though I can appreciate the art that's behind it and the technique and. Um, the intelligent way of writing certain songs. It's, 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 yeah. it's not fun to listen to <laughs> for me. So if your listeners have any similar experiences with artists, you just can't get into um, a band I can imagine for a lot of people would be something like Animal Collective, <laughs> um, which wasn't also wasn't that easy for me to get into in all the stuff, but I love, I love all that stuff. I gotta be honest. And so, yeah, let's, let's move on to our picks of the week and, uh, I would say, as the guest, you should start. Yeah, well, my pick of the week is um, very unusual for, for my taste of music. It's uh, Nathan Allen Pinnard. I hope I pronounced the guy right. Nathan, if you listen to it, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this guy does um, soundtracks for um, video games, and that's how I gotten into him, uh, especially f for uh, Wajidai Studios who are doing uh, like retro point-and-click adventures. And his job is, he fulfills his job by giving every game a very gloomy, atmospheric sound. And um, yeah, maybe we should just uh, dip into one of the songs from the uh, Gemini Roo soundtrack. Blade Runner comes to mind yeah. in an instant. And um, this is exactly how these games uh, feel and play, like dystopian sci-fi setting. And he does that quite well. Yeah, we listened to uh, one or two other tracks before the show. And I also mentioned like things like Deus Ex came to mind for me. Um, very, very atmospheric and a lot of tension there. And I hope he relieves the tension every once in a while. Otherwise, it's just another boring and gore <laughs> for you. Yeah, he, he does he does do that a bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also like just the um, more than the instrumentation, I actually really like the, the atmosphere building. I love a lot of reverb and delay. Like when that uh, saxophone came, it's like it's washed down in delay. And I, I just... Yeah, you can always get me with that stuff. 
Yeah, it, it also fits the scene. Um, the scene where we hear this track is when the protagonist just landed on a rainy, dark planet. It's raining all the time on this planet and all the buildings are lighted by dim neon lights, just like in yeah. Blade Runner. And this is so much yeah, this song. I can really imagine that scene to that song, man. Yeah. Can you really also recommend the game itself? Uh, absolutely. It's yeah. one of my favorite games of the last years. Um, and Watched Eye Studios does a remarkable job releasing stuff that people like who played LucasArts Adventures and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Okay, so my pick of the week um, is Day 8 by Explosions in the Sky. So the song comes from the, uh, from the EP The Rescue, which uh, I don't remember the whole story but it was something about they were on tour the the van broke down and so they um they lived for a week in this guy's house while they waited for a replacement engine for their van so they were simply stuck there and so those eight days um they spent writing songs one song each day and uh yeah as the, as the name says day eight this is the day where they finally yeah we're free again, so to speak. <laughs> and the song also, like, I feel uh, really um, translates that atmosphere very well. So here's a little uh, snippet from Day 8 by Explosions in the Sky. I have to admit, I didn't spoil a lot of the song because it pretty much goes on like that for another two minutes, but it's just very lovely. And uh, for me, the song is kind of like a reset button every once in a while. So that that thing lives in a bunch of my playlists. And when I listen to those on random, whatever I'm doing and this song comes on, it's like, okay, reset, like, calm down for a sec. This is this is a pause. This is a break for you. So what did you think of the song? Um, yeah, exactly what you just said. Um, the... the uh calmness of the of the song and the um the relaxing sound uh appeals to me um i i do know explosions in the sky but i didn't know the this ep um i can imagine uh the guys sitting in the basement of the of the house <laughs> and just trying to trying to cope with the fact that they uh I mean, stuck there for I mean, eight what days what do you do you're a band you're until you're stuck somewhere but you got all your instruments with you what better thing to uh, spend your time on than writing a new album yeah and um it's like uh a bit atypical from what i know from explosion to the sky um not that calm i mean i it's what they're known for but um usually um the build-up is a bit quicker and then a bit more happens but um Yeah, I, I can definitely see that working as the uh, reset button to 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 relax from from uh, a long day or eight days stuck some anywhere. No, I, I like it. Yeah. So as always, you can find all of these songs in our Spotify playlist, um, bits and pieces playlist. Uh, the link to that you will find on sunriserobot.net slash bits and pieces slash sixty, where you find all of the show notes. Although we don't. Yeah, man, we, we can link some of the artists we talked about. Um, didn't have any real news this week to uh, to link to. So you mentioned you play a show soon. Um, any other projects we can look out for? Anything new? Any solo projects? 
Oh no, that's that's uh, singer songwriter. A big uh, a big uh, different. Uh, that's another another thing for another time. Right. I mean, I, I I've always wanted to do something solo. Maybe now that I started to sing, actually sing in a band, uh, I, I reached the point where I could pull that off. But um, for the time being, two bands are enough. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we mentioned the show notes. Um, if you're listening on the web or while you're just there and you haven't subscribed yet, you can, you can subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast, um, or the RSS feed or through iTunes. Just click on those buttons. You can use any podcast app you want on Android. We recommend, uh, Pocket Casts or Podcast Addict, um, iOS. I believe they also have Pocket Casts, but there's also a built-in podcast app. Uh, usually Mike does those things. He knows it better than me. I just use my app and that's good. Um, <laughs> So, and also, of course, we love feedback. Um, you can reach me. Uh, the best way to reach me is on Twitter at Ecolox, E-C-H-O-L-O-X. Um, Benny, do you have Twitter? No. Uh, do you want people to reach you in I, some way? I don't want people to reach me in, in any way. But if you still want to do it, um, you can check out our Facebook pages like uh, Facebook slash Salt the Skies or Facebook slash No Love Lost Band. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, leave us a like yeah. and um, we'll be uploading some songs uh and soon let's say soon because i don't want to be too, too uh, definite <laughs> <laughs> yeah feedback is definitely one way to support the show um and another way if you want to directly go to us and support us you can uh, go to patreon patreon.com slash sunrise robot and you can chip in some money there if you want to but it's definitely not a must but we appreciate that and one of the rewards there is actually getting shout outs on the shows on sunrise robot and with that Thanks to Benji Robertson, Carolyn Crowd, and Joan Edwards. See you next time. Bye.